the deal. This is my, this is what I tell people all the time. Where in this market can you see opportunity instead of obstacles? Because there are plenty of ways to make money and there are plenty of ways to make money as a real estate agent in this economy. Maybe you need to think outside of the box and get creative and maybe it's something that you've never done before that seems a little scary, but those are the people that survive. This life is cyclical, the real estate business is cyclical, the legal market is cyclical, like the economy is cyclical. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers Podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I get to interview Aaron Gerner on the show, and this is a former attorney. So we're going to get some, maybe not legal advice, but advice from an attorney. We're going to be talking a lot about today about community and connection and how we can drive business. And there's kind of an interesting relationship between real estate agents and investors and attorneys that we're going to talk a little bit about today. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. I know you also have a huge passion for empowering women in the law field. And obviously, I would love to empower women in the real estate investing field as well. So if you could take us into right away, let's talk about the nature of the uh, agent-investor relationships with attorneys. So what I have learned um, along the way is I actually did a podcast with my good friend, um, Seth Bradley. He has the Passive Income Attorney um, podcast, if anyone wants to go check it out. Um, He has a great niche. He he actually is a former lawyer himself, um, turned real estate investor, and his niche is, guess who? Attorneys. Attorneys, yep. And you know why? Because attorneys are notoriously, well question askers. We ask a lot of questions. We're analytical people. We are trained to try and find all of the problems in a situation that just is our mindset. That's what school teaches us. And so that can be really intimidating to some, you know, to some people to have to go in a room and, you know, sell a real estate deal to a group of lawyers who are going to be like, and tune you out. Right. Or for fear that they're like, yeah, we're, we're not interested in this. And so what a, beautiful and brilliant niche for him to go into because he talks to attorneys because he's one of them. Love it. And so he knows. And I mean, it's obviously your mission too, right? Is speaking with attorneys. So you mentioned pre-show there, there's a, there's an agent who actually made his business niche working with attorneys. Like give us some insight into that. Like what was his strategy? How, how do you pull it off? Well, I say all the time, you know, you just say how, and my question is always who, who, who do you need to talk to and what rooms do you need to get in? Um, What is your superpower? What is your zone of genius? What value can you add and what room do you need to be into to in to add it? Right. So for him, he's taking his real estate investing knowledge and he knows all of the questions that attorneys are going to come to with him because he asked all of the same questions. So he goes in there armed talking to people who speak his language and he speaks their language. Those are the rooms that he puts himself in. So whatever your goal is, whatever your superpower is, who are the clients that you want to be working with and where do those clients live? What do they do? Who are they talking to? What are they listening to? Where do they hang out? Those are the questions that you need to ask yourself because if you try and get how from A to Z, when you don't know how to get from A to B yet, 
you can't eat the elephant all at once. It's not possible. And it's, it's just figuring out what these people are like. I mean, because for example, like I live in the Valley in California, which most people, you know, equate different things to California. But like in my area, if I show up in a suit and tie, people are going to think I'm the IRS because I live out in the ag, right? Like what are maybe some of the things that people should be thinking about when they, when they're approaching attorneys? Like, should they dress a certain way? Should they talk? I mean, you obviously mentioned like the questions that are asked. What, what's common amongst attorneys that people can uh, connect to? Well, I think that you just need to know that you're going to be talking to someone who's going to like fully vet your deal, right? So it's like you need to come in there and like have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed. I just know it's it's trained in us. Like, what can we say? Like our mindset is you can't make mistakes because like our mistakes mean more you know, it means someone's life potentially. It means someone's business, like everything they've ever owned. So like when you make a mistake, like this level of perfection and expectation um, is really high and that can be intimidating, but I would just love to flip it on its face and just say, it's also brilliant and beautiful because you know, going in there that you, you need to be armed with your information. And if you want the sale, they're buying from you they're buying from you all day long. Like the, whatever your product is, I mean, you can be selling like bricks. They are buying you the brand. So talk to them as a person. And my biggest thing is just to listen, like listen. And we get into, um, sometimes with a situation where we feel like we need to be smarter than we are because we feel like we're talking to someone that's smarter than us. And that is not the case. That is not the case. And if you're talking to someone who thinks they're smarter than you, like maybe that's not your ideal client. Like we'll just drop the mic with that, right? Like maybe that's not who you want to be working with. But I just think you have to go in there with the confidence that you are the expert. They are coming to you for advice. So you are the expert and you show them that you know your stuff. Like we're just regular people. I mean, we go to the bathroom just like everybody else. <laughs> Well, I mean, what you're saying too, right? I mean, someone, they have to have a desire to at least be somewhat in the details, right? Understand exactly what they're doing, be able to present it. And if you have that personality or if you could play that personality, th then you could probably get along well. I want to talk about something that you said earlier, which I really, really liked, which is, you know, when you as a profession put yourself constantly in a seat of expertise, like an attorney, like a real estate agent, sometimes it actually can create a, it can foster a personality of being unable to ask for help. You, you even added the element, like, you know, even engineers, that type of thing where you can't make a mistake. Has that also translated for you? Like, because you can't make a mistake in your business, do you find, or in, in, as an attorney, do you find it transfers over to your business where you can't make business mistakes? <laughs> well, that's been one of like my greatest lessons. And um, that is what entrepreneurship has, has taught me. And it's actually, interestingly enough, like the foundation of what I do because once I got out of my own way and realized that done was better than perfect and that I didn't need to know all the answers, but that if I started asking myself the right questions, I could find them. It was really putting down that badge of if it's you know meant to be, it's up to me and taking off that shield of perfection that I've worn my entire life and knowing and embracing that I am falling forward, you know, or failing forward or whatever you want to say and embracing the pivot. I think that is what makes a brilliant entrepreneur. I think that's what makes a brilliant real estate agent. I think that's what makes anyone great at their job is if they are 
open and willing to pivot. And you can't do that if you're a perfectionist. And so that has been my greatest lesson and something that I work on still. Like, let's be honest, I'm still a perfectionist, like, you know, about a lot of things. But entrepreneurship has very much taught me to embrace the ebb and flow of this life, to accept where I am, to give myself grace and compassion and know that I am just doing the best that I can. And my ultimate mission it, and God put me here on this earth is to empower women. Um, and so at the end of the day, if that's me getting there sloppy and messy, then that's what it means. Yeah. It's better to be there, right? You got to be present to win. That's exactly right. You have to put yourself in the arena. You know, you've got to, it's, you've got to get out of the crowd and put yourself in the game. So let's talk about community and connection, because this is something that obviously that's really important to me as well, hence why we started the podcast. So talk to me about the methods that you use to create this community. So I think, um, or at least for me personally, I think that oftentimes people end up creating exactly what they wanted and maybe like what they needed in, in, in their past, in their past self, the past, you know, the young Aaron that would be so proud. But there is um, a struggle with community and connection with women in the law. I think um, given the, you know, the rigidity of the profession, the level of perfectionism, um, the expectations and how women have kind of had to, you know, fight their space, fight for their space within this profession and are still fighting for it. There is a narrative of competition that we can't reach, you know, front, back, side to our sisters in the law and ask for help and empower each other, you know, with not only in business, but in life and just support each other in this profession that is very difficult with the added layer of being a woman. And so <laughs> this is such a great story. I, in February, I had a dream that I was going to have a retreat for women in the law and I don't even know, like I woke up and I told my husband, I was like, this is, I'm going to have a retreat for women in the law. Like, wouldn't this be amazing to bring eight, you know, 10 women together to form community? Like, wouldn't this be awesome? Cause I have through building my business through connection and community through grassroots of talking to hundreds of attorneys and building relationships along the way, I've met all of these wonderful women. And I was like, why are we not all getting together? Like, what is happening here? Like, we need to hang out, essentially. And so I booked a house in the um, Hill Country in Texas, walked downstairs and was like, yeah, I'm going to fill this thing. And it was like less than two months. I mean, I'd never planned an event before, never held a retreat, didn't even know what was going to happen. I just freaking booked the house and just knew and had a vision that there were going to be eight women there. And it, what happened was spiritual. It was one of those moments where you know, like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be doing the work ex that you're supposed to be doing because it's just, again, there's a resonance and a connection um, with women in the law that we're just missing in our regular life that we don't have access to. And I'm providing that. And it was just very, very special. And, um, I mean, yes, I went on one coach lawyers, and that is my passion to coach and empower women, but I, this element of community and connection is bringing these people together and putting them in the room. It's the women in the room are the how they are the how, like it's, that's what, that's what happens. You come in there with like 
these big audacious dreams. How would I ever possible? How would I leave this job or how would I start this? Or what if I wanted to do this? Like all these questions and these dreams that you have on your heart. And then you get in a room with women who are like, oh yeah, sister, you're first of all, more than capable of doing that. And second of all, this is how we're going to help each other do it. And I want more of that. And the law needs more of it. And what I found is there are more women than not that want that. There's a wave of women who are, you know, holding hands and gathering community. And I, it's very powerful to put high powered women who work in a high pressure cooker all day long. Many of them are moms. They, they're in the pressure cooker of life and just to take them out of that and give them a chance to breathe and to dream and to just have conversations with other people who like legit understand the minutia and the BS that we go through on an everyday basis is so freeing and special. It's hard to put words into that. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah, and I've gotten a sense of this too on the, on the other side for men through GoBundance, which is a bunch of you know similar, like you know, you guys obviously operate kind of like in a lone wolf capacity. Um, so it seems like this type of environment's really more for the emotional, spiritual element, so to speak, than it is even for the business side. Well, you know, what happens is it actually ends up being both because what ends up happening in that room is not only do you solidify what's on your heart, but now you have action steps in which to take to accomplish that. So two of the women are now out on their own. Like that was right on their heart when they were on that thing and they were, when they were at the retreat and they were thinking that maybe they could do this, maybe they couldn't or whatever. And it was getting in a room with those women who were like, um, hell yeah, you can do that. And this is how we're going to help you. And here you can call my friend so-and-so and all, oh, I can help you with this. Yes, it's as much about the community and the mindset and empowerment is it as about business building, to be sure, because you not only validate your dreams, you realize it's possible, and now you have freaking people who can help you make it happen. Action, massive action has happened since that retreat. It's like crazy town. And they're all working together. They're all working together. Hell, I referred one of the attorneys to my husband and his best friend. They're like working some like random 
new joint venture. I don't even know what the hell's going on. And she's the attorney for them. Like she was like a unicorn that they needed. And she was at my retreat. That is, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's business and everything else. Well, and one thing I, I really appreciate about the attorney community that's, I think, not as solid in the agent community is it seems like it's much more likely to specialize. And when you specialize, you don't do these other things. And so I would imagine referring business back and forth is a lot more simple as opposed to like in the agent world, it's like, hey, I, I service everything. I do probates. I do this. I do that. I do this. Is that a fair assessment? Um. Yes, I would say that you definitely niche down in the in the law. So like if you did, you know, just solely criminal defense and someone came to you with like a slip and fall malpractice case or a slip and fall or a malpractice case, you would refer that out. Um, but I also, there's an element of also referring business within practice areas because maybe you do do trust and probates, but maybe you only do it for like a certain niche of people, but your girlfriend over here does it for these people. Right. So it's the same thing with real estate agents. Like maybe you, maybe you all sell luxury homes, but do you sell luxury homes mostly like in Newport beach? Or are you like down over here? So like, if I've got someone, you know, it's like, it doesn't, there's plenty of business for everybody. And I realize that there's probably more of a scarcity mindset that's happening now in real estate, like business than there is that has been the last couple of years. Um, but at the end of the day, you know that your best, most awesome deals have come through referrals. Yeah. And would you say that, like, how is the law impacted by the economy? Like, are you guys facing similar slowdowns or is it just very, very different as far as how the economy impacts you? No, not at all. Um, I think that um, there have been firm layoffs. Um, people are getting thin again. Um People are wanting employees to come back into the office. There's a push and pull of that because, you know, once you've let the cat out of the bag, you can't like, you can't put it back in. I mean, seat time is a real deal in the law. Like I, my last job before I stayed home with my daughter, like I legit could not work from home. Like that was not a thing, even though we all had computers and could all log onto the system you could not work from home. Like I had to like lie when my kid was sick. It was ridiculous. But um, even, but that's, you know what I mean? Like there's still, yes, the economy is affecting it, but we're always going to need real estate agents. We're always going to need lawyers. Yeah. Are you going to be the, where, here's the deal. This is my, this is what I tell people all the time. Where in this market can you see opportunity instead of obstacles? Because there are plenty of ways to make money and there are plenty of ways to make money as a real estate agent in this economy. Maybe you need to think outside of the box and get creative and maybe it's something that you've never done before that seems a little scary, but those are the people that survive. This life is cyclical. The real estate business is cyclical. The legal market is cyclical. Like the economy is cyclical the strong survive. Like, what are you going to do to get gritty and creative to get the next deal? Like that, I mean, that's, instead of having a scarcity mindset, I think it's like, I, I'm going to be the best and I'm going to survive and get gritty and think outside the box and ask for help when I need it. Yeah. So kind of coming back to the community. So you're hosting these events. It's, it's just like so powerful because obviously this pressure that's building up inside everybody's released um, where, where do you see it leading on a business front? Like, I mean, obviously people are doing business together. They're helping them with ideas. 
where do you see that going? I see me hosting multiple of these a year. Um, I see me scaling this. Um, you know, I fight, I, the battle that I fight is wanting to keep it intimate while obviously scaling this to be able to have more women, for more women to have access to it. Um, I do think the intimacy factor is huge, right? Um, you know, so how many is too many? Um, so there's always like that battle that's going on. But again, like I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a hustler, I'll figure it out. I know that I want to grow this brand um, into something. It's bigger than me at this point. Like it's this brand and mission is much bigger than me. This community is going to hopefully be here long after I'm gone, empowering women long after I'm gone. Um, so the more events that I can facilitate, I would love to do that. Um, I have like a dream of like scaling it to like a, a big thing where there's like all of us can get together and like, you know, I just have, I have it on my vision board. I have me like on a stage standing in front of all of these women, like not for like the, oh, look at me, but it's like, look at all of these powerhouses right here, empowering each other. Like I just, I have it on my vision board. So. Love it. And so, I mean, you had been in the law for, you know, a time and then obviously now you're, you're focused on this. Like what was the big transition for you? What, what led you to go, you know what, I need to make this shift. I became a mom. Yeah. And the push and pull of that just became a lot. And I also didn't know what I didn't know because I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have, you know, like a group of women being like, oh yeah, dude, you don't have to deal with that bullshit. You can come over here and work for us and make it just as much money and build this and do this and have flexibility with your kids. But, you know, this was like 10 plus years ago. Again, weren't working from home. I was a young lawyer. Like I just legit thought that this was the way it was. Like I will never forget, like I go to the office every single day and sit there and be like, this cannot be the rest of my life. Like I was terrified that this was, I was going to have to do this forever. I'm like, how am I going to keep doing this? And then I became a mom and came back to the office and it like, they didn't care. I mean, you know, it was like, all right, you know, keep going. And I'm over here trying to be a new mom and wanting to be present. And I couldn't work from home. And it was just this huge push and pull. Um, and so, and there was just so much friction. And I thought in my baby Aaron mind that if I just left the law, that that would alleviate that whole problem. I'm like, well, I just don't like that. So if I just go home and stay home with my babies, then that'll make me happier. Well, that is what the beginning of this whole journey has been, right? Because it was unraveling my identity. Who was Aaron outside of being a lawyer? Like I was all of these other things, not just my job, but after I had, it took me walking away from the law to have to really confront that person and who, who she was and what she actually wanted. Either she was going to go back and she was going to sit in that chair and she was going to bill her life away or she was going to build the life that she actually wanted, but that takes, you know, radical accountability and awareness and a lot of personal work that I'm still doing. And it, you know, hasn't been easy, but, um, yeah, so really it started with me becoming a mom and, um, yeah. Right on. And what do you, what's your vision for your life and business for the next 12 to 18 months? Hmm. 
The vision for my life and business is I want to continue to grow and, um, you know, scale powerhouse lawyers. I want to impact as many females in the law as I can, as many lawyers as I can, not even just in the United States. I talked to women, a woman in India today, and she's like, I listened to your podcast and I love you. It's amazing. I'm like, okay, great. That's amazing. Like we're international. That's incredible. Um, so that's it. I just, I want to just keep spreading the message of, you know, we're better together and community. And on a personal note, I want to be easier on myself and I want to enjoy what I've built and um, allow the peace that I know that I've earned. Um, as much as I want to relax and enjoy, I ha I'm like addicted to being busy, right? It's just in my DNA to hustle and to grind and to do it. I played like super competitive tennis growing up. I think it's honestly just an aid in me at yeah. this point. But I also have created the life that I've wanted. I'm here at my parents' house, which is why this sick background is back here. I'm here at, you know, visiting my mom and dad with my daughters, and we're spending two weeks at the beach. And I can do that because I have built my business around my life and how I desire to live it. And I'm committing to myself to embrace it and to be present and to while I'm still building and growing to be present in what I have already built. Yeah. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your business. I just love the nuggets about life freedom, which is what we're all about, obviously here on the Freedom Chasers podcast. I also love how like, look, I mean, you're out there to empower women, which is fantastic. I think anybody, male or female, can get a great inspiration from this message about how you can obviously move away from a W-2, a corporate job, move into a life that you're passionate about, get into a community and get connection where they can help you grow. Um, so guys, write down what you learned from this episode, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. This freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 